The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. Jesus is coming out. Get in that cave. They were like, welcome to the manger zone. That was the only copy of potentially the recordings of how to build the pyramids. We're defending this until we die. Welcome to the Second Rate Saints podcast. I am the producer, Joel, and uh, to my left... I'm Colton, and to my left... Uh, I'm Josh. And uh, I'm Caleb, full of opinions from an undergrad. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so this is, I guess, is our first episode where we're covering uh, the Gospels. So I, the first episode, we're just going to do a no, general overview. Mm-hmm. Then each one of us gets our, to talk about our own Gospel. Yes. Which is going to go sweet. Josh with Mark. Yep. Joel with Matthew. Colton with Luke. And then mm-hmm. I get John. Um, yes. I. What should people read? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Before we start, to like, go yeah. over the resources. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just as like grocery over. Yeah. Normally we do like a what have you read, but this time we're yeah. gonna do what? What's a good read for the what gospel? Should you read? Yeah. Yeah. What's a good thing? Uh, I actually the have. Bible. Yeah, you, it's a good thing to start there. That's, that's a good place. And to then, start. Uh, you know, some some Bibles have that little introduction that's like sometimes full of true things, and then sometimes it's just like, oh, that's a little specific. Yeah. That might not be as accurate as it is. You like a whole narrative of Matthew's like child life, and you're just like, what? Yeah, why is this here? (laughs) Anyway, um, actually, in my hand, I have the textbook for the Gospels, the first year Gospels class that I took. I guess we all took. Nope. I don't know which one of us have taken it. Anyway, I took it. I took Gospels, but we didn't have this textbook. We had the four Gospels and another one. Okay. Okay. Craig L. Bloom, Bloomberg's text mm. is Blomberg. Blomberg's yeah. text is phenomenal. It's actually really good. I'd recommend it. It's a little bit of a. It's a technical read. It's about four hundred and some odd pages. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great place to actually start with gospels. Other than that, um, wait, what did you say it was called? Jesus in the Gospels. Jesus in the Gospels. By who? Craig L. Blomberg. Awesome. Cool. Just wanted to make sure that was. And clear. you said it's a general overview of the Gospels. Yeah. Good. Does it harmonize them together, or is it like distinct for each of them? Both. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think it has sections that go over like the, yeah. the concepts, and then into the specific. Books, yeah. So. What what it does is that there's a introductory for general. Actually, it's laid out very similar to how this podcast little series is going to go. Um, there's a general introduction, history, history, narrative, and then there's going to be like um, very similar to that, the beginning of a of a commentary. There's going to be author notes, all that kind of stuff, themes, dates, all that, and then it gets into the actual gospel itself. And it does that mm-hmm. first of all with all the synoptics, which we're going to define here shortly, mm-hmm. uh, and then specifically with John, um, and then sh- showing where some of those topics, themes, and events dovetail, or some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it, it goes through that. Another great work that's very similar, um, more of a commentary style, is just New Testament Introduction by Donald uh, Gerthree. I've only, I haven't read the whole thing, if I'm going to be totally honest. I've only read either like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 200 pages with it. I haven't read okay. the whole thing, but it's very good. I'd also yeah. recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I haven't read the commentary section, just the more like the, the history, authorship, <laughs> date, yeah. all that kind of stuff, cultural um, context and all that, which was which was very good. Again, another oh. introduction. Um, okay. Another overview. I guess we'll have just three, and then you guys can start talking about your stuff yeah. too. Hmm. Um, Craig Keener's IVP Bible background commentary. I think... Yeah, almost. I think almost every oh, one yeah. of us have used has used it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you have it on your. I own. Oh, you have the you have the Old Testament one? and the New Testament. Okay. Um, yeah. My old family's dog ate the front cover <laughs> of that's, mine. That's a pretty good excuse there. Damn. Yeah. Oh, it's still useful. Still very good. Um, <laughs> reminds me of my dog all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, that dog eats a lot of your stuff. No, that's a different yeah. dog. Oh no, yeah. that one's long dead. You gotta stop bringing your stuff around dogs. Yeah, it's a huge put down. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that was a really dark one for the podcast. That's really good. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll my my main introduction. We'll, then we'll we'll go over mm-hmm. like my main interaction with the gospels. There's been mm-hmm. like a couple sermons that I've that I've done on them, but most of the my studies have been done more in like the apologetic sense. Um, specifically in mythicism, so whether or not Jesus actually existed, whether or not, uh, can the Gospels be trustworthy as reliable historical documents, Um, and then trying to view each individual Gospel as its own theologically distinct document. Mm -hmm. That's been my interaction with the (laughs) Gospels. Um, But beyond that, that's that's where I'm at. There's some of them that I've read more and studied more in, and some less. Mm -hmm. But... um, I don't know. What, what books would you recommend? And like, where's your? Where do you come at the Gospels, there, Joel? So I, I know that you guys were gonna kind of go over your uh, what your first like commentary introduction was, but I think my first introduction to like the historicity of Jesus or something like that was uh, my youth group did a a Bible study around Case for Christ when that was like a huge thing, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And I think that that was really influential when it comes to how you think about the historicity of Jesus or um, the gospel accounts in general, right? Because what he did was try to bring forth very layman's terms exactly what you said the forensics of it was, what, what the specific um, ordeal that Christ went through, right? So I'd say that was one of the, the first works that I actually studied. Sure. <laughs> right? Now, I might have been like 16 or 17, so I don't know how much of it I actually remember, but I know that it was introduced to me and that that was like the first, Okay. yeah, we'll say gospel account commentary that i read um is that a good representation of case for christ i i mean it's more apologetics to be honest with you read it so long ago oh yeah um i've never read it it's okay same here i enjoyed Mm. it i've I've actually read it a couple times it's okay oh i I thought for sure that was a craze that reached out here as well but uh, oh it it was i just i was okay i think i was too young to read it also didn't care you know what's a better case for christ (laughs) what's that mere christianity (laughs) That's a good book. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's like a lot of crossover there, and obviously obligatory C.S. Lewis. Reference. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I have to. I, there we I go. did see the author's name is Lee Strobel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. watch him get into a debate with uh, Hitchens, Christopher oh, Hitchens. Really? That's there out of there. He's out of his depth with that. Uh, yes, but um, Hitchens didn't debate him on the topic. Hitchens does that all the time. Yeah. He, <laughs> the only per- time that he actually it, debated anyone on the topic was with William Lane Craig in the early 2000s. Yeah. One is debate. That, is that because Craig kept pulling him back onto the topic? Yeah. Craig yeah, is that brutal. Yeah. Like the way he debates? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like one of the things Craig said, he was just like, nobody else prepares like I do. <laughs> That's funny. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I prepare like a lawyer. Like, <laughs> well, which is yeah. great. But yeah, no, I think I think actually both of us kind of share a little bit of that apologetics <laughs> yeah. origins. 
Um, is there any specific book that, uh, like during school, that you read about the Gospels or any commentary? Hmm. Um, I've read a really good commentary on Mark. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Yeah, I think it was I, just called. It's just called. Oh, Gospel by uh, by uh, Roger Strongstad. Yeah, Roger Mark Strongstead, a commentary. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just called. It's a standalone, not in a series, right? No, not a series at all. It's no. it's a very short read. I think it's 120 pages or something. Yeah, it's short. Um, but I read it and it was it was pretty influential in the way that I thought about um, the authorship and dating. Okay. Um, because obviously, Mark and priority is a huge thing, and we'll get into mm. that when we do Mark. Um, which who has Mark again? Is it? It's Josh. Josh. I, yeah. Josh. Yeah, so uh, you'll start to become familiar with these terms. I'm sure we'll do some definition stuff um, yeah. as we come across them. But yeah, mm. cool, cool, cool. Colton, how about yourself? Is there anything? As for uh, commentaries on the gospel specifically, uh, growing up, I didn't actually read that many commentaries. The, the vast majority of my interaction with Christian theologians or anything like that was through... Uh, devotionals and mm-hmm. different types of like readings on it that kind of stuff also the shack but doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really count for real oh, i'm not joking um <laughs> okay. uh although the shack's obviously not a commentary but <laughs> it's a, it's obviously a, it's a commentary on the author <laughs> that is it yes that is true fair enough <laughs> yeah i'll Aren't save it for next week though? That's that's Whoa. a stupid thing to say. No, I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> no, that's probably more intelligent than we have time to get into. Ooh. Fair enough, dude. No, um, I read a lot of different devotionals when I was younger. I never finished any of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Yeah, no, I was that kid. But um, I think a lot of the formation around how I learned about the Gospels was either through that or through my pastor or through. Uh, mm-hmm my parents or, or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really until school that I started actually reading certain commentaries or going over mm-hmm. different commentaries. Yeah. Of then, yeah, Mark was the one that I probably started with with the Gospels, mm-hmm. the one that you were talking about, as well as the one I did for Luke, which I don't remember the name of off the top of my head. But honestly... Is it not Charismatic Theology of St. Luke? No, but that was one of them. Okay. Charismatic Theology of St. Luke was one of them. By, same, by the same author. Uh, that was Strong yeah, Rod, Strong yeah. okay. That book's phenomenal. But it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Sorry. I, I know you had read that. And yeah. It was just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for John, I think I've read more devotionals on John than I have commentaries, although I've mm-hmm. read a couple of commentaries for classes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, to learn about theology, devotionals might not be the way to go, but they are a good place to start if you don't know anything about it. Oh, I forgot about uh, the NIV application commentary. Those things are amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, for preaching, excellent. Yeah. Such good, well, again, application. Yeah. Good stuff. So if you're going to read uh, commentaries on the Gospels, NIV application, shout out. You're not a fan, are you? <laughs> Sorry. No. No, I, I, have, I have absolutely no opinions. Oh, really? No. Okay, cool. I, I like using the application ones to, mm-hmm. like, because I'm not a very applicable thinker. Right. Okay. I'm, a, I'm an ab. Not an abstract. I'm a. You're an abstract thought, Josh. <laughs> I am an abstract thought. No, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a theory, not a practical thinker. So like mm-hmm. when. I'm like, not a man. I'm an idea. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> that was Cole's line. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it my turn? It is your turn, Cat. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So I'm gonna. This is going to be super embarrassing. Most of my early, uh, like, look or overview of, like, the Gospels was actually all the Jesus movies that were out. 
Nice. Veggie Tales. No, like the one where you see the actor that kind of looks like Obi Wan Kenobi mm. from the second movie. We talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, where he just walks through town with a white robe, and he has like the Bee Gees haircut, mm. and he, I have like, no idea what we're talking. About. There's so many good <laughs> '90s. Bible movies? Oh, yeah. Oh. Just go to any church's library. Mm. You need a VHS player, though. Yes. I, for for sure, I've probably watched a few chosen. of these. Yeah. Um, Doesn't William Defoe play? Yeah. Yeah, but that was, was, in, a, that was in a co- very controversial... Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, actually, um, what's his name? Ewan McGregor does play Jesus in a movie specifically about the 40 days in the desert being tempted. Oh. Yes. Um, yes. So, he... Yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan is Jesus. Yeah, so like I, I <laughs> my my dad liked them and every once in a while like he would just put one on while like I was at his house or whatever mm-hmm. and it would be like the Gospel of John or like Jesus, like whatever and it was just like everything he said but it also in high school I was like determined to read the whole Bible through and so um, before high school finished I believe before high school finished I had read the Bible through twice. That's better than move. Yeah, um, that's good. I just like it had become wow. the thing like around grade ten that I was like I was the Bible kid. That, You're the walking Bible man. Yeah, that like everybody was like, wow, that guy knows a lot about the Bible. And I was like, well, I gotta back this up. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't let anyone, dude. That's how I feel getting a degree. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, you know about a lot about this, right? And you're like, I guess I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I suck so much money and I have validation. To. Yeah. Um, so no. Um, I wanted to because I was like that was that was how I was gonna get to know God and I didn't I wasn't satisfied with Bible studies mm-hmm. like cursory Bible studies they're great everybody needs to go to one everybody should be involved um, but as an individual I just I was obsessive so mm-hmm. I was going to every youth conference I could I was going on every mission trip with my youth I was going to every youth event I was going to church as much as I could even when like my parents didn't want to go. Like, I would get my grandma to pick me up so I could go. Mm. Um, and I wanted to read the Bible through. So I read it through once, and then I read it through the chronological order. Um, but when I wasn't doing that, I would just fall back to the Gospels. Because I would just be like, where do I want to start? I'm not going to start in Ruth. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go back to Jesus. <laughs> and one of the I've noticed is Gideon's has started, like, like they hand out the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but they also will hand out just the Gospels. Um, because for a new for new Christians, it they they'll often say start at John, um, because you don't it's writ the way it's written is you don't. He kind of makes a good argument for Christ without having to have read the whole Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, more so than Matthew. <laughs> yeah, well, Matthew, you kind of yeah. have to know the messianic backgrounds, which yeah. Joel will get into. Yep. Um, but I, yeah, so I just I just became obsessive, and then watching those movies, and then yeah, okay, it just became any, the fallback. Is there any specific gospel related work that you? Here's you're... the thing: beyond cost of discipleship, I haven't read that many books that focus on the on the gospels. Okay, um, I for sermons, I always go back to the gospels and like the I read the commentaries about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the IVP Bible background stuff is great. I love mm-hmm. that. I love piecing apart the the stories and the references that Jesus makes. Um, but I just, I one of the things I found was that the the Gospels for me was like, I love the Old Testament, and but the New Testament is where salvation is found. And so 
it had the like power of the Old Testament, but the urgency of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, that's good. It's the draw. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be going into kind of what is a gospel, right? Because this is the overview. You want to know right from the beginning. So it actually comes from the obviously the Greek word uh, euangelion. I guess it's not obviously, is it? <laughs> so, in my, so in my mind, I'm talking to other people who have taken the same level of Greek that I have, which yeah. is not very much. <laughs> um, but it's. You know, it's the good news. When you hear someone say the good news, that's what we're talking about. And you'll hear that in Christianese a lot of the time, right? And uh, kind of what it is, is is it would be the same word used for um, the good news of just winning a battle. Just Mm. getting over something, right? You're Uh, saying Chris is Victor? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This guy wants to put Chris is Victor in everything, which I get. I understand. It's like us and C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is... The, the term is using the metaphor of returning from war victorious, right? I'll stop. It I'll is stop. the good news. It's what you want to hear. They would come into the town yelling it, right? And uh, that's kind of the approach we want to take, is that we are yelling the good news that Christ has come. Um, and this is the, the format that we're doing it in, is a podcast where we explain to you what the good news is in a really weird abstract way. Yeah, by yelling it. So turn down your headphones right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Another word we're going to come across is uh, synoptic, so the synoptic mm. gospels, yeah. um, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, and the reason they would be called that is because they have some, some of the main sources are, are similar, um, although there's lots of different things behind what a synoptic gospel is supposed to be. And, and the reason... <clears throat> Sorry, what was that? I was going to cut you off. Go. Okay, cool. Um, well, I think we should we should clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe Joel was speaking. Oh my goodness, guys! <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Am I only supposed to cut you off? Yeah. <laughs> I think I need to talk now. So we all cut him off. Well, I think if I'm if I'm allowed, yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh We're falling apart. <laughs> Um, there's a reason why the Gospels, why when you said salvation is found in the New Testament, why yeah. we go back to the Gospels all the time, why yeah you can why Gideon's is only putting f- the Gospels in you know the first uh, new be- new believers like Bibles that they hand out. Yeah, uh, it's because at least and this is how I've phrased it in the past. It's because this is the story of how Jesus changed the world. Mm-hmm. This is how salvation occurred in time. This is the story. And so the gospel, the good news, was mm-hmm. preached. And there's actually a little bit of tension, a little bit of tension in the, the good news being preached before Jesus' ministry is complete. But we can get into that when mm-hmm. that oh, actually no. occurs in some of our gospels that we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. Um, but regardless, when the New Testament, before the majority of the New Testament is being penned, they're still talking about the good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still preaching. Mm-hmm. People are still being converted. People are still experiencing the resurrected Christ. Mm-hmm. And so as the New Testament is being written, specifically the epistles, mm-hmm. which were mostly written before the Gospels um, yeah. were written, there's this, well, we have these epistles which are reflections on, hey, this is what the victory of Christ or, you know, all Christ's ministry, the good news, mm-hmm. this is the extension of the good news. This is how it reflects in practice. This is what it affects eschatologically this is what it affects in your personal life in your financial life in your and but it's all reflections of that good news Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and which had been preached but now 
things are getting later and the eyewitnesses are dying off and so they write down the stories mm -hmm. of how jesus changed the world and that's what the gospels are this is this this massive event has happened in this person of jesus which all the other epistles talk about hey how this is how that's lived out but the gospels are the recordings of that actual event yeah and the old testament though it comes before, is about God leading humanity and creation to that point. Yes. Yeah. Building up to that. <laughs> um, kind of like the rising action in a novel towards the climax. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The final battle, if you will. But it's yes. not, because we still got Revelation to go. Already, <laughs> but not yet. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, so, that's, that's totally yeah, um, where we're going. And it's synoptic because, like... Uh, the reason the word synoptic is uh, because, like, it they're synchronous. Yeah, the three gospels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, the. You could say that, but I yeah. would just say that it has a common source, and that's going to yes. be yeah. Yeah. Do one of you guys, because you're going to be going actually, Colton, Joel, oh. and uh, Josh are all going to be talking about synoptic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys want to just do a quick overview of what is? The synoptic, which order did, are they hypothesized and being written? Mm -hmm. What is a Q document? Is there a Q document? Was it Aramaic? Oh, You're really putting a lot of <laughs> that's a lot, yeah, yeah, um, for sure, yeah. So, which is the first gospel written, Josh? Matthew, proto Matthew, which is Q. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So there's, there's two, uh, not two ideas, but there's two main ideas in the authorship, right? Which is one called Mark and Priority. Um, and one would be Q. And Q is just a, there's a German word for source that was used yeah. um, for, Kel. Um, do you know what the whole word is? Because I don't remember. I think it's Kel, but I don't actually know how it, to it. could it. be, it could be, but it, it just means source, right? And there are some texts that are um, <clears throat> similar between all three of the synoptic gospels that don't seem to originate in any of them, right. um, depending on what order you believe they were written. So the idea is that Q is a either a collection of documents or a proto-Matthew, uh, an early version of Matthew that hadn't been fully fleshed out yet. Um, and then the other idea is that the mark and priority is uh, basically Peter's going around and preaching. Right. And uh, Mark is following him along and writing down what he says. And this is almost like a, a bit of a, a preamble, right? This is the, the um, official version of Peter's message, right? Which is... Yeah, up in the air again. A lot of this is <laughs> a lot of this is theoretical, um, and this is you know when they say synoptic, they just mean there's commonalities between them. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so then, with the synoptics, these mm -hmm. the three Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Mm -hmm. I said Matthew and Mark backwards. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, what what makes John different from the synoptic gospels? Caleb. The synoptic gobbles. Gobbles. That's synoptic fair. Synoptic gobbles. That's fair. Um, that seems to be the tone of what's going on right now. <laughs> Confusion. <laughs> um, well, it seems like, though they're similar in material, each mm -hmm. of the gospels have a um, a different purpose behind them, yeah. like or an audience, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but that depends. Again, there's there are traditions behind the... Um, the scholarship, yeah. um, there are paths that people fall behind. Um, but there's there's also a lot of like questions around who wrote it, 
mm-hmm. when it was written. Yeah. And stuff like that. Well, they, they it's not just like they're... It's not just like there's some source material that's the same. Some of the same verbiage, like yes. quotations, <laughs> yeah, um, and giant chunks. But then some of them are quotations, but obviously cut down or reframed yep. to match their own or, right. themes. Or um, um, there's so, uh, stories that there's like three versions of with slightly different um, information. Yeah, but it's also when you when you study them, some of those stories are actually different stories happening at different time periods. The thematic pattern is just the same. So people will sometimes get confused thinking mm-hmm. that they're the same story, but with emphasis differences. Yep. But they're mm-hmm. actually, one happened three days before Jesus died, and the other one happened well, it's, it's two tri- days into his it's ministry. It's tricky when both of those happen. Yeah. Because there are some things that are retold with a different emphasis. Yeah. And then there are some things that happen multiple times. Yeah. Um, and it's tricky and if you're not following along in, in a commentary where somebody's, yeah. you know, gone through each, you know, hey, this is, fits this theme and this happens in a slightly different way and therefore blah, blah, blah. Um, where if you're just doing a cursory reading, you could, it could be excusable yeah. why you just, oh, it's the same story. But there's like, like, and, and this is just a quick, like, little thing. But uh, so there's what Joel had called the Q document, mm-hmm. maybe Proto-Aramaic Matthew, who knows. Mm. Um there's a common narrative between uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where Mark is like 70, uh, 76% roughly. This is just like whatever stats from the internet, but you get the idea. Um, and the, all of these are debated because it's like, is that the exact same verbiage? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, 76% of, of that tradition is found in Mark. 46 is found in Matthew. And 41 is found in Luke. And then there's like, hey, this is unique to Luke, this is unique to Matthew. This is connected by Luke and Matthew, but not in Mark. Mm-hmm. And you have all like yeah. weird yeah. stuff. Right. John doesn't have any of that. Yeah. yeah. At all. Okay, what? do you know what the one miracle is across all the Gospels? Oh, it's the feeding of the 5,000. Absolutely. That's my favorite thing. Because it's, it does show that there is a huge difference. Because really, there's only two miracles, which is the resurrection <laughs> and the feeding of the 5,000, that are actually common between all the, that's true. the Gospels. Right. Yeah. Um, well, which is why Mark, when you see well, actually, really movies actually, of Jesus with taking, Mark, the crucifixion is there, but yeah, the body's gone and then it that, ends. Yeah. That's actually true. It doesn't have the resurrection um, and it's, proper. It's the it's in no. The, it a, says the women went away afraid yes. with yeah. the tomb that's empty. It never. Yes. Says it implies so, resurrection, yeah. but yeah. but it in, it for for an audience at that time. Yes, they would have been taught the resurrection, but it's also like it's also like yes. But there's a bit of it. The mystery is important. Yeah, I mean, they do, they do meet the angel that's like, hey, he's risen. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. But, yeah. But the, yeah. They don't, <laughs> they they, don't record yeah. it. Good yeah. catch, actually. I wasn't even going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fair but, and then you also have, there's two passages that are coming to mind of um, add-ons. Yeah, which you, which you will get into when your yeah. Josh will get into when he's covering. There is um, a an additional kind of ending mark. to Mark. Yeah, um, arguably two. Yep. Yes, um, and there is the uh, John eight. Yes, yep. John eight, the woman, woman caught in adultery, woman caught in adultery. Yeah, and um, then there's much smaller add-ons as well. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and when we say add-ons, we mean to it like looks like within a uh, hundred to five hundred years after the gospel was yeah. written, um, a uh, scholar or monk or whatever believer mm. who was recording 
uh, a transcript of the gospel may have heard or had read another document that had said Jesus had also done this. Yeah. In this point, and well, some, they thought it was part of the a, part of it. A lot of like the smaller add-on, quote yeah. unquote add-ons, additions are thought to be where um, they would have a transcript, yeah. and people would make inline comments for clarification's sake, right. or for yeah. things. Yeah, I've but then when that, they're yeah. when they're actually copying the thing again, they will add that to the actual yeah. document um, because they have a well. Scribes don't have yeah. the same mindset that we do have today. Same. Same with biographers. Yeah. There's a well, reason. Like, yeah, if yeah. You, does one of you guys want to get into why is there historical, quote unquote, inaccuracies in the gospel accounts? Different well, events happen in different orders. Well, there's, they, well, like before we get to that, there's the, the reason why they're writing in the notes, not just like from pattern of like, mm -hmm. you get it. It's because paper was super expensive. So it's not like you could have a notebook next to your, your copy of the, the gospel, oh, yeah. which you didn't have because the church had the copy of yep. it. Yep. And so you can't just take like a your notebook from home and start writing notes on the side. Also, you have to write it. People still do that today. People yeah. still write in line. Yeah. Well, well in, yeah. in the early church, there would actually normally one church community would have one copy yeah. of yeah. one of the letters or one yeah. of the gospels. And they would it'd be passed around from family to family. Yeah. And then sometimes given on to the next church or just circulate yeah. in that mm -hmm. family. Uh, and you're responsible for safeguarding it too. Because mm -hmm. that's how valuable they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, it's, it's yes, it's because they believed it was the word of God, whatever. But also, <laughs> yeah, whatever. The yeah. paper cost so much money yeah. Yeah. at that time. Like, mm -hmm. what did they figure? The, the, the reason why a lot of the books of the New Testament... Um, are the same size is because that was the standard sheet of paper you could buy, mm -hmm. like a, a scroll you could buy for a year's wage. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, yeah. there's a reason why when Constantine, yeah. I think he only orders because the construction of 300 um, Bibles, complete, like, yeah. Um, it might have been just been New Testament. But Codexes. Codexes. Mm, yeah. Um, well, I think they were just scrolls at that point. I think it was, yeah. you just, uh, but anyway, 300 copies. Yeah. And some people commented, it's like only 300 to go across the entire Mediterranean. The, the the wealth required to do that yeah. is insane. And so when yeah. Constantine did that, even though what we might read it today is like, dude, we could print off three Bible, 300 Bibles and like... Pfft. Yeah, we have a printing press. <laughs> well, that's yeah. how people play down like the burning of the Library of Alexandria. It's like, they're like, hey, this is not a, such a big deal. It's just books. But it's like, no, those are the only books we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, like was the, that was the only copy of potentially the recordings of how to build the pyramids. Because yeah. they, they were like, because yeah. it took <laughs> the wealth that produced the pyramids could only produce one scroll. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's crazy. Like, yeah. To think about that. <laughs> also, Library of Alexandria got destroyed like three times. Yeah, but, <laughs> but also the time oh, it got yeah, destroyed. I forgot the, no, thing, the, the, the even sadder thing. I disagree. About the the burning of Alexandria was as a wedding gift. Mark Antony mm -hmm. bought Cleopatra the second biggest library and moved it into the Library of Alexandria, and then it burnt down. So, Ooh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Shoot, Have you guys ever run down. into to issues with uh, the missing verses? With, with like the end of Mark in the king no no not just the end of Mark yeah I yeah something like that like mm -hmm. if it's basically anything other than you know the 1612 KJV oh yeah then people yeah. are like oh they took verses out some because, of my no. family members are that way yeah um, I mean no, no it's, it's not really it's not fair, fair enough because it's, it's it's historically inaccurate and this is kind of what why we bring up this this topic right yeah it's because you're gonna have people walk up to you I had somebody um 
they had a, an NLT that they were giving out um, to a new believer. And what they said to him was like, now be careful, because they've changed some things in there. But once you can get a KJV, you'll be fine. If you I'm like, well, understand. then why give him the NLT in the first place, right? Yeah. And I think, the like, if I was going to suggest to a new Christian a translation, it would be New Living Translation. I think it's really good. It it cuts out some of the more complicated uh, verbiage, not, poetic stuff. Not passages, but... Not yeah, passages. It doesn't just <laughs> basically, yeah. no, it, it no. smooths yeah. out the, the more complex grammar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's kind of a uh, what's called a thought for thought translation. Yeah. And, and t- t- to be honest with you, I have only ever come across one error in the entire <laughs> reading of it. Yeah, um, okay. And it's very small, and by context, you wouldn't even get it. But if you took that verse out of context, it would technically say something that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, but have you have you ever come across those like people, people who get really yeah. upset over it? Yeah. 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 Um, the. Uh, well, if they're cutting out parts of the Bible, you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. No, it's it's the same people that say, you know, if it was good enough for the disciples, it's good enough for, for me. me. It's like, come um, on. Yeah, so you have the synoptics. They're interesting. Um, what do we do about John? You're, we, we, the synoptics, yeah. people talked about the synoptics. Yeah, come You're on, John, John man. Okay, uh, John, written arguably, depending when the synoptics finally got written, John is the latest dated. Um, all the other Gospels are theorized to have circulated around that John actually is, um, and, and I guess we'll get into this when I cover mm-hmm. actual, like, cover John yeah. uh, more in depth. Um, <clears throat> John is arguably written by a collection of his disciples, and it's a more dramatized, you're going to see, we're going to get into it, but it's going to have, it has a lot more reorganization of historical events than... Uh, than the synoptics, yeah, particularly more than Luke, mm-hmm. um, and it covers themes way, way more. Historically, it had been thought to have heavy, heavy Greek influence, and that is still true-ish today. But the th- although the format of the presented material might be Greek, the themes are actually super, super, super Jewish. Um, and again, we'll get into super that. Jew. Super Jew. Super Jewish. Just like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. Uh, super Jewish gospel for a super Jew. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's actually a perfect... I don't think we can go around saying super Jew. <laughs> Why not? Was he Jewish? Yes. Is he, uh, the mo- is he super? Yeah. He's pretty super duper. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joel's, Joel's died. Yeah. No, I, I, I think... John is a great example of the merger between Greek culture yep. and Jewish. Just like um, John chapter 1. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I, th- I think uh, John shows a deliberate break off from the synoptics. Oh, um, no. I think, I think it's, it brings the, let's say, the most developed Christological um, theology out of all the Gospels. Um, yeah, it's... It, shows that it is an older theological work. Um, I, I think so. Um, I think that it presents the th- theology of a slightly, slight, and I only mean slightly because the difference is like 20 years, um, yeah. 20 or 30 years, a slightly older early church. Okay. Um, um, though mm-hmm. Matthew does quote the Old Testament explicitly more 
Oh, yeah. is I mean, he? yeah. Matthew is considered like, like the Jewish gospel. So what he's doing, like, <laughs> yeah. if, if John is for the Gentiles or for the Greek, sorry, if it's bridging the Jewish and Greek thought, mm-hmm. which is what some people think. I know maybe that's not your your position, but it has been thought of as mm-hmm. the Greek gospel. Um, then Matthew is the one for the Jews. Per- the reason why, at least my understanding mm-hmm. of Matthew, mm-hmm. is because of his heavy, heavy, heavy reliance on this is the messianic king, this yeah. is the messianic yeah. prophecy, yeah. Well, which is really only valuable for Jews because if a Gentile goes, oh, you're you know you're prophesied, you know, well, savior king, okay. Well, not just not just that. <laughs> it's like like the Old Testament books. It's the longest. Mm. It has <laughs> a genealogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it. It quotes itself like like the Old Testament. Yep. That's the Lord almost. 127 times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Explicitly. Like it, it's not hiding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and it also says as it was written yeah. or foretold, as prophesied. Yeah. yeah. So that this prophecy would be fulfilled. Yeah. Right. You can tell. <laughs> I could imagine like uh, Jesus with the disciples and John's like thinking, like just making references, but abstractly, mm-hmm. like saying things Jesus says, but like hidden in metaphor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Matthew was just make, just like has a book in front of him and it's just everything Jesus says. And he's just constantly writing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually the <laughs> like argument for Q. The Old Testament. That's actually the argument yeah. for Q is Q is an Aramaic, mm-hmm. um, uh, proto gospel of just Jesus teachings and sayings. Yeah. Right. Um, because we have patristic evidence of the early church father evidence of, hey, Matthew wrote first in Aramaic. And then everybody now is like, what? <laughs> Where? When? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't some of the ideas based off of loan words? No. I th- I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of Daniel. Well, Shoot. Yeah. But Although then there's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing there's also, and there's precedent for this in other biblical books where there's like there's this older book that died out and then there's the one we have yeah like chronicles, chronicles. and kings both quote mm-hmm. the kings of the 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 book yeah. of the kings of israel yeah the book of the chronicles of israel and these are the books of kings and chronicles and they're not those books that they're referencing yeah mm-hmm. those books are long gone mm-hmm. lost to history well because chronicles would have been written post-exile yeah yeah which is crazy but but even even the book of kings quotes those two books every yeah. once in a while yeah but the book of the kings stuff like that but the the books of the kings of israel and the books of the kings, kings of, of judah, judah. Yeah. but they're but those two books are gone yeah yeah um yeah but while we're talking about books that aren't scripture uh-oh are we gonna we're gonna we skip it to our last topic what's the topic in between <laughs> we've what? done everything we, we have false gospels now oh so we're not skipping drills <laughs> <laughs> this is the next one. Oh, okay yeah yeah um there's some that have argued that there's, you know what, there's like hundreds. There's actually like maybe You don't need to argue 50. it, it's true. No, there's hundreds. <laughs> there's maybe like 50. We're defending this until we die. Yeah, I have to be the contrarian here, so yeah. don't agree with me. No, 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 I'm going to agree with you this time. Uh, We're having the argument backwards again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. You're right. How many copies of Twilight are there? You know oh, what I'm no. saying? A story becomes popular and then everyone tries to put their own spin on it. Um, <laughs> what? Anyway, this is the introduction into false gospels. <laughs> I was going to say, there's about 50, maybe a little more, of alternative gospels about Jesus. Some are children, like, like hey, this yeah. is like Jesus is a kid, because, you know, we never wrote it. There's nothing about him being a kid. Yeah. Um, others are like an actual narrative story, like mm-hmm. the gospels that we have. Others are just his teachings, yeah. more in a, like a proto, uh, not proto, um, 
some pseudo Plato, um, yeah. Aristotle type document, yeah. um, and anywhere in between. Most yeah. of which we do not have complete forms of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why aren't these in the gospel? Um, Con- uh, completed in the canon because basically they're uh, what we would call them today fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Um, yeah. No, no he, just, he just really likes Twilight. I love Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, you have your Gospel of Thomas. You have your Gospel of Peter. Gospel of Mary. Gospel of Jesus. Jesus. Actually, yes. <laughs> um, there's even a Gospel of Judas where he's just like, hey, you're going to betray me. Yep. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Jesus saying, okay, I want you to betray me. Yeah. yeah. Um, most of these well, we don't have complete forms of. I think Judas, Thomas. Peter. And do we have a complete Peter? I don't um, know if we, we have, have a complete. We have a Thomas one. because of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Really? I didn't know yeah. it was part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It was one of the pseudepigraphal books found with the... The Dead Sea Scrolls. I'm gonna have to rethink my entire thing about the De- Dead Sea Scrolls because to my brain that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm, apparently, I need to read more about the Dead Sea Scrolls. I, I, I know. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm but, pretty sure we have a yeah. nearly, at least nearly complete Peter. Okay. No, but the but the reason Not is the there's also um Gospel of Peter. Yeah. Uh, Pseudepigraphal books from the Old Testament that they that are also in. Yeah, I, I know yeah. that one. But as far as I was aware, the old the ah uh, yes, you're right. The what am I talking about? Dead Sea Scrolls were oh, sealed no, and then no, not added onto. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely like there's correct. no new documents. You're from absolutely correct. Um, I take that all back. Thank okay. you for the. The correction. What's your What's your favorite apocrypha though? Uh, apocrypha, apocrypha is pseudepigrapha. Because okay, so all apocrypha probably, is pseudepigrapha, but not all pseudepigrapha. I think it's the other way is around. It apocrypha is that apocrypha right? is like a a, a It's not canon, yes. but it's there's like a list of Second books. Canon. There's like fourteen yeah. of them. We're, these yes. false gospels would be pseudepigrapha, but yeah. why are they considered false? Um, because they're bad. <laughs> wow. Hey, there's some ridiculous Insightful. stuff that happens in them, though, right? Like, just... Well, like, he makes Mary Magdalene a man so she can go to heaven. Yeah. It's like a weird... Well, and, and that's kind of where they would date them to later, just because, hey, that wasn't a belief of the early church. Well, it doesn't... Yeah. Um, doesn't sorry. This is something that crept in from heresies that were common of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them date to the second or third century. Right. Yes. <laughs> most of them show massive amounts of Gnostic thought. Also, most of them will be altered depending on location and date mm-hmm. that their that their documents, particularly ones where it's just, hey, this is it says, you know, the gospel or the sayings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a narrative form when it's just his sayings, more like a philosophical right. um, yeah. argument. Um, there's a lot of variation in those. And they'll show that, oh, those change based off of their those are edited based off yeah. of their um, geographic location and what kind of competing philosophies were there at the time in the location where we found this yeah. document. Also, also, correct me if I'm wrong, again, because I can be wrong. Um, the They're also less common than what would be oh, considered yeah. the four main gospels. Yeah, they weren't spread and, by the church. And the reason being the, the spreading of the church, but also like in the same way um, when you have like a common concept in movies mm-hmm. there'll be like dracula and there'll be like the dracula movie but then there'll be a bunch of other dracula movies it'll be morbius made. yeah <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's bram stoker's and, and everybody knows bram stoker's dracula blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then there's 
all the others. Mm-hmm. But right. there's Dracula above and beyond all of them, and like all the others are like there. Sure, there's there's right. Lord of the Rings, and then there's every other fantasy novel ever made. Yeah, and Lord of the Rings wow. is at the top. Oh, okay. I mean, I agree, but that's well, a top, he is that's he is the top. grandfather of modern fantasy. That's the idea true. of kings, elves, yeah. the whole like kings were he ripped off the entire him, thing yeah. from a play opera. Yeah, no, but you get what I mean. Yeah. The idea of that that <laughs> world type building yeah, is yeah, yeah. very Tolkien inspired. Uh, yeah. Almost all uh, of modern yeah. fantasy. Yeah. All yeah. tabletop fantasies take the elements As of novels. dwarves and elves from him. Yeah. And halflings. And in like that Asimov. specific way, I mean yeah. that he is yeah. at the top and everything else yeah. copies yeah. off yeah, of yeah. Like Asimov with sci-fi. Yeah. 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 But, um... Hitchcock with, uh... Birds. Horror. <laughs> birds horror, yeah. Thriller <laughs> slash horror. Yeah. Um, or, um... That's enough metaphors. Well, next thing with the, with the with the pseudepigraphal gospels, these false proper false gospels, um, they are buck wild to read. But isn't the 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 two main arguments uh, as to why they're not part of the Bible is one that they weren't written by uh, witnesses of Christ, yeah, or at least trust witnesses is of a, Christ, which is kind of an argument. Except, and, and I, I mentioned this to Joel. Okay. One of my weird hot takes mm. is it's weird that we say Gospels were written by eyewitnesses when probably half of them weren't. Okay. John is a com- compilation work, sure. I think. And we'll get into that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you did bring up John before, himself. Yeah. You did provide the only authorship as his disciples, which is not the <laughs> I most say, I was going to say that. No, too. no, but it's. But, We'll get there. If, okay, you, yeah, if, cool, be, cool. if people want to yeah. be, be over the yeah. head with that, fair enough. But let me defend <laughs> well, myself. Not just for the listener's sake, the traditional yeah. answer, though this is a this is a rising competitor to that yeah. that tradition, is that John, the same guy that wrote first, second, and third John, and was given the uh, oh. revelation, yep, uh-huh. wrote all five books. Yeah. However. There is competition to that. Yeah, even in the early church fathers' time, they, there was competition about that. But anyway. Yeah, but the early church fathers also had other weird beliefs. What we're trying to right. say is Caleb is a liberal theologian. <laughs> <laughs> You're in, anyway. You don't think Paul's real, do you? And then, <laughs> and then, and then Mark was not about? written by an eyewitness. Mm-hmm. It was written by a woman. That's Hebrews. Come on, that's Hebrews. <clears throat> that one at least could be... Feasible. No. The only reason for that is just because it doesn't have a name attached to it. Yeah, Hebrews. I, if Mark. someone wants to ever talk to me about Hebrews authorship, send and a message to just for the Saints. just to clear up confusion. Um, we do believe the Bible is the Word of God, <laughs> inspired by the Spirit, yeah. and we will get into inspiration and inerrancy at another podcast. I'm super excited for that one. And it's yes. completed, right? Ah uh, yes, yeah. The okay, canon good. is closed. Okay, canon is you. closed. There are no more apostles. As depending no whether or not Joseph Smith room. Yeah, we, authorship was was the main one, mm. right? Authorship, and then also uh, contradictions in theology, right? Yes, like false gospel yeah. idea like um, that's talked about by Peter or Paul. Yeah, that's, that's 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 those are the two two main ones. And here's the thing: if if someone actually, and I don't understand why. This isn't a main argument brought out against this like false gospel stuff. Right. If you were to sit down and read the four gospels, mm-hmm. and then you were to sit down and read all the pseudepigrapha, which ones could be unified? Which ones actually oh, no. are documents that are that could be talking about? Hey, these guys are talking about the same thing. That guy is yeah. over there doing whatever. If you were to take it to a court case and go, hey, which one of these eyewitnesses actually saw anything? And you had four people that are talking 
roughly about the same thing. And even their theological points, although emphasis is different, are the same. And then there's another one where it's just like, hey, you know the Gospel of Judas? Hey, yeah, no. Um, Jesus is a created being, and human beings are just a series of, after a bunch of other gods of created beings, and then there's human beings way, 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 way down at the bottom. Yeah, Gnosticism. Yeah, and I wonder... Jesus I wonder, beat up some guys with a bird he made out of clay. Which one's that? What? You don't know about that one? No, which one's so, that? So they're, they, were, they were getting into, like... Um, the were, which one is this? I don't remember which one. I think it's Thomas. I think it's Thomas. Um, I haven't read. But that. it's a uh, so Jesus as a little kid is sitting by the river. Um, oh, it's one of the child ones. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the child ones, and it's they're like it's like a copy of like how like Jesus challenged the Pharisees all the time and like showed them. Yeah. But they were it was a little too on the nose <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like these Pharisees are like uh, it's the Sabbath and you're playing with the mud, you're plowing, you're breaking the law. Right, it's mm-hmm. to a kid. Like, who cares? That wouldn't happen. Yeah, no. Um, never mind the historical inaccuracy. And the Jordan River is nowhere near where he's playing at this moment. Um, but <laughs> so it's written by someone nowhere near. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the guy, the Pharisees come by, and then he's like, make out of the mud he was playing with, shapes into his bird, mm-hmm. and then like snaps, makes it real, and they fly and attack the Pharisees off. Oh, so you're saying Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> from the brief five minutes ago got his inspiration from Jesus. Yeah, and then Jesus says a snappy line like he does in the rest of the books. And it, they're, they're trying to mix the, like, Jesus back talks to his parents, which is not what he does at the temple. Yeah. He actually, like, he makes, like, a really deep, deep point about fathership to Joseph um, and his mother. Um, and... And they try to make it this like he talks back to authority figures and yeah. like, and they're also establishing him as a creative being. Well, yeah, I, I think anyone who is going to study the early church is a history. Yeah, it's a confusing time, particularly when, um, fully honest here, Christians sometimes did go crazy and actually attack and have killed you, heretics. You mean we've got it together now? No. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think the church has ever got it together, but that's part of the thing of why we continually need Jesus. Yes. But, Mm -hmm. um, but also that happened in the inverse. Um, but you have splinter groups that break off from your church that believe something different. That's why they broke off. They're going to have, they're going to create or they're going to obtain somehow their own scripture literature and claim to be christians this should be a thing if anyone's if anyone is a historian worth his salt will go oh we should expect to find alternative texts Mm -hmm. that will say other things yes to contradict what mainline this whatever this this religious organization is now not even talking about the validity of those claims of the religion that's just a thing oh those are splinter groups that are not representative of the original thing yeah well that's one theory the other theory is the Council of Nicaea was a politically motivated, <laughs> politically motivated oh. thing to exclude the truth. You know, exclude when they, the truth. Yeah, when well, they found when they got all the four gospels, they said the other ones are too controversial. The, but they're beyond true. the fact that they didn't even talk about the canonization of the gospels at the Council of Nicaea, and it was all about the Arian heresy. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why yeah, not? Am Let's I go with about that. The yeah, wrong everyone Chalcedon? else says that. Whatever. Chalcedon. I don't even remember. then, no. <laughs> I know. I've heard people... Okay, I, so let's I've explain the Council of Nicaea to okay, people who bef- don't know what we're talking before about. Before I like do... Me. <laughs> when, the, when the Bible was... Uh, 
that's the wrong word, found it, founded. When they created the canonized. Bible, they canonized it. Yeah. yeah. Not created, organized. Organized. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Which the canon, um, the official canonization of, of the Bible didn't occur till like, what, actually 700? It was it late. Depends. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. It, like, it was organized around... 300-ish, and then finally Not cemented even. around there's that why, That's why there's massive discrepancies between, hey, you have a church in Iberia, Spain, mm. and the yeah. church in in Alexandria. Oh, church in Alexandria just straight up didn't have Hebrews for the longest time, for hundreds of years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the official, hey, this is what the church believes. Corporately, every book canonized well, with a stamp on it. Was super late. Well, and even but even, the, here's here's was it here, on then here's my point. Here's my point. Though, the Gospels never were that. Yes, you have Re- you yes. had outliers yeah. like Hebrews. You had or outliers or like Third Jude, John, like like John, well, but or specifically Revelation was yeah. a the stickler. only reason they kept um, the Book of Joshua because it was part of the Hebrew canon. Yeah, really? Yeah, because they don't know who authored it. Well, Joshua did. It says Joshua on the book. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, Old Testament, we don't know who authored a lot. Yeah. Not the well, point. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, that's because authorship in the Old Testament is a completely different game. Don't apply is. any yeah. of our New Testament stuff to it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. Oh, it's, it's just a, it's a historically... The historian has an entirely different task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the whole point with, with even... Yeah, you have all those other epistles that churches were like, is it, isn't it? Should the sh- shepherd of Hermes count? Should it not? Oh, it's theologically fitting, yeah. but is it? Should we include the Didache? Yeah, mm. stuff like that. But the Gospels were almost, yep. by, by the time of like, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, by the time 300, 400 rolled around, unconnected to the Council of Nicaea, the Gospels were almost universally yeah. accepted yeah. across the church I have, by the Mediterranean. The only reason I brought that up is because I have people... I've heard people unironically it say that they're excluding sp- the actual truth. Specifically, JWs, you'll get that from yeah. and conspiracy many theorists, good conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Um, but religiously, uh, JWs will say will will we'll do that. Yeah. A lot of atheists will bring up uh, Constantine all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that he he got it organized because he needed to. He wanted to swap over to the other religion, um, and he needed them to be organized so that he could have an organized religion yeah. for the government. Yeah, except he played both sides. He played yeah. both sides of the two competing religions. Yeah. It seems as though he favored Christianity um, over the other, but he yeah. didn't want to split the empire over it. So Mithraism, um, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, no, it's no matter what argument you hear, it does seem like the Gospels are foundational. Like everyone generally agrees except for the actual heretics not mm-hmm. not the people that were labeled heretics but like the actual heretics yes. mm-hmm. yeah um the but, ones where there's like five of them but that, yeah that, that follow the book of thomas but then you get people today who still want to create more like you have the jw's you have the mormons who tried to create the whole joseph yeah. smith stuff yeah not as necessarily a new gospel quote unquote but like additions and there there were the catholics well, no. well you you have some problems there's a some of our some of our Christmas traditions around the Quran, the the birth of Jesus, is from the false gospels. Um, the the origin. Please, please of, enlighten sorry, me because yeah. I actually disagree with this. As far I as actually anymore. don't know what you're talking what? about. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you're right on this, but carry on because I could be off my uh, rocker. Justin Martyr, okay, okay, quotes the Gospel of Thomas, okay, in reference to uh, the urgency of mary having the child um at bethlehem mm-hmm. 
when in reality they arrived and she had it months later. The okay. gospel doesn't You're, specify okay, that he had it, that she was like, so there's that flavor text. running yeah. through the town, knocking at doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to get inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, the, the reference. Oh, okay. so that's not that's yeah. not what you're. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. But that's like no, no, no. the I, same thing as what with Jonah, where people think that Jonah went immediately no. to uh, yeah, no, like so, sort of right at Nineveh's gates. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So like, like um, whereas Thomas creates this urgency that she was pregnant, that she was nine months mm -hmm. at the gates of Bethlehem, and okay. Jesus was coming out, and so she, she had to go into the cave. But they, they like, <laughs> Jesus is coming out, get into that cave, yeah. right? And like, like the town is bigoted, and like they're not allowing the pregnant woman in. When in, re and like they had to go to the stable, right? But the stable is not presented in the story. It's a manger. Mangers were incorporated in the backs of houses where the animals were kept in Bethlehem at that time. Yeah. And so when Which it said there was no room to the, the inn, it meant it was there was no room in the part of the house that was the inn. Mm -hmm. So they stayed in the other part of the house, mm -hmm. which is where the animals stepped. They just wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is huge for yeah. me. I never even thought about yeah. this. Yeah. And the manger was kept there in house. So so the way the house was organized. Ah, how do I? So but, imagine a rectangle. Yeah. You've got the. You've got. About, is this our Christmas episode? Yeah. So you've got about four-fifths of it is where the people slept. Yep. And then the final fifth, there was a, like, a few steps down or a ramp or whatever. And there was a, on one side, and there was a railing on the rest of it. Yeah. The manger was placed against the railing, mm -hmm. uh, like butted up against it, so that the animals, who had a doorway at that side of the house, mm -hmm. could walk in and sleep there at night. Because you live in a desert, so you want the warmth of the animals to produce heat mm. inside the house. And you have the manger there for food. And so what they did was, because there was no room in the house section, they slept where the animals would have slept and just put Jesus in the manger. Oh, that makes a lot more sense, actually. Yeah. Like, you're saying yeah, it's not a cave with a very <laughs> nice placed hole and so that's shines why, directly on that's why the no, 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 that's still I've seen I've seen nativity sets, you're wrong. And that's why two Yoda's years later, <laughs> when the... Uh, the wise men finally come, which yeah. doesn't name three, but the Gospel of Thomas does. Um, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. I thought you were talking yeah. about like, hey, this is the initiation of why we have Christmas on the 25th. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's no, no, no. That's I thought different. you were talking no. about like Christmas um, lights when, and all that. When yeah. in the actual Gospels, the Synoptics and John, mm -hmm. not John, because John doesn't care about Jesus as a child. <laughs> no, when the the other Matthew and Luke record them being in the house when the wise men come, it's because they were in the house the whole time. Yeah, yeah. for two years. They lived in the main... Yeah. Yeah. And when everybody went back or whatever, they just stayed in the normal house part. Yeah. And so, yeah. They were like, welcome to the manger zone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so there's a, there's a lot of these, like... There, there are some cultural norms around Christmas and in other places in, Christ, in Christianese culture that actually derive because some important people in the past... Took one of these gospels and thought it was accurate, like Justin Martyr. Justin Martyr or um, uh, what's Origin? His? Origin did a lot of weird stuff. Um, I wouldn't put it past him. Ignatius did more stuff with church hierarchy. Okay, um, but yes, he has his own thing. Mm -hmm. um, what's his name? It might have been Justin Martyr. Also confused um, the Epistle of Barnabas with Hebrews. Oh, I have. Heard um, and that, so there's, yeah. there's still, oh, okay. the early church fathers again. Canon was not. Yeah, canon was well. The early church, well, the early church had a lot of books that are in, that the main church, let's say mainline church, now has in their canon. Every now and then, local churches would have a couple extras. Yeah, um, it was 
later on when it was like, no, this is this is it. This yeah. is the authoritative text. However, some churches still had their, no, we're going to keep the Shepherd of Hermes. We're going to keep yeah. um, a couple others. And then that's how you ended up with your more, um, let's say, uh, whatchamacallit, different versions of your Coptic Bible, some Catholic stuff, although I think most of that's been edited down. Or you have the, uh, the uh, Syrian text. Yep. Yeah, and which so is the, a common quotation. You will notice, too, that... Um, Southeastern churches in the early church will have more variations in their biblical text because they, they had more independence. Because they were not invited to Nicaea. That still doesn't have to do with their biblical text, but okay. <laughs> well, no, because like 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 the um, because of the influence of like whatever, they, they tended to be excluded from the the more yeah. Mediterranean churches. Yeah. Um, so because they were already disconnected from the from a more authoritarian church. That's yeah. going to that figured out and limited yeah. the uh, the the canonization. They were already way off on their well, own, and and not well, not just they were separated from that. It's they were a part of the they were in the land space of the competing empire yeah. to the Romans, the 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 ancient but even Persians. even in those places, the gospels, the the four canonical gospels are still the four canonical because gospels. truth will set you free. Yeah, for sure. We've went super tangential with Yo, the yeah. whole um, authorship and canonization. Yeah. We should have a whole episode on that. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. Like, bring forth all we got. We might have to have multiple split. We might have to have an entire episode on the Old Council of and Nicaea. New Testament. <laughs> well, we can do that. Where's something that we can, like, cut out a bunch? What's the topic that we can go to right now? And then gives um, you the option. Because we've kind of finished our... Yeah, we've, we've done our thing. What? Yeah, well, I mean... We're getting the. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Um, so what false gospels, thoughts? Joel. What are your what? thoughts? <clears throat> what are my thoughts on the false gospels? Yeah. Honestly, which um, one's true? If you have to pick all from all of them. From all of them, which ones are true? The Quran. Um, the Quran. Uh. You consider the Quran pseudepigrapha? I mean, I wouldn't even. I always consider it a false, false gospel. Yeah. Pseudo false. Yeah. Graphia writing. Just false writing, falsely attributed quotes. Yeah. That's all it is, right? That's the difference um, between the apocrypha and the pseudepigrapha. Yeah, my controversial take is that the uh, the Quran is one of the things that Paul was warning about in Corinthians when he said, "Do not even if angels give you a false gospel." <laughs> I'm being, I'm being world. Yeah, I'm being no, hyperbolic. No, no, like you're right. Um, if we're gonna, we can talk about that joke, at the though. time. It's it's a good joke for sure that you know uh, this new word from God came exactly like he said it shouldn't, which is bad. Um, okay. Um, that was actually one of the fascinating things to me when I first got uh, to Bible college was false gospels and apocrypha. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I was just obsessed about it. I'm like, why is Maccabees not in there? What are we, what are we missing? Because like, here's the thing: if historical texts are important, why do we have First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, but not the Maccabean revolt? Right? Because mm -hmm. it's all important. And I think that what we're going to do as we as we come across these gospels is we might introduce outside texts like the false gospels, like the apocrypha to build the world that Jesus lived in, right? That's what we're doing now. Yep. And I think we'll get more into that when we each cover our own biblical for text. Sure. I think, uh, oh, for sure. yeah. uh, Joel, when you're covering uh, messi messianic uh, prophecies, you're going you're gonna to have to deal with the uh, Jewish, sure. Jewish stuff, particularly in Maccabees. I'll mm -hmm. have to deal with the more Dead Sea Scrolls stuff and mm -hmm. the connections with the Essenes, mm -hmm. which, is definitely, which is very much in John. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, th so there's definitely outside connections. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna have to deal with absolutely nothing. You're gonna have to deal with that monstrosity of an ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, and then Colton has to figure out whether he wants to talk about Axe. <laughs> I'll probably mention it a few times. Yeah, but um, a doctor wrote this. <laughs> That's my favorite thing is that they just expected to be like stethoscope looking doctor just <laughs> walking around the ancient world. It's so good. Is that not how you picture it? I mean, it kind of is. So I, I have a question actually. Um, mm. There was a guy when I was when I was a youth group leader mm-hmm. um, in Ontario. There was a guy who was new to the faith. He's no longer part of the faith. I don't. I don't know. You know, in small towns and people who are seeking Christ or seeking something, and they'll come to church for a while or come to a youth group or young adults. I think no, he was a young adult. Um, he would come, hang out, you know. But there was always this like, yeah, man, I'm like reading the Gospel of Thomas. I want to read anything that's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What do you guys think if you are in that position? You know, you're you're not really friends with this guy, or you're but your acquaintances with this guy, whether it's mm-hmm. a coworker, whether a friend of like a light friend, like a very uh, uh, someone who's not sure. you're not super close with. How do you think you handle someone saying, "Yeah, man, these gospels, man, they're like they're something else is here. Mm-hmm. The God's word, like the truth, is embedded in it, man, mm-hmm. and they're trying to cover it up." Um, I don't know why I'm talking like, like someone that's they're crazy needs their fix. Um, but how do you think we should approach this? Because there's the the, the uh, false gospels are only used in two senses. They're either used to somehow say, "Hey, the gospel, the real gospels aren't you know that reliable." Yeah. Which, if that's not a good argument, and you can get into that, mm-hmm. um, which might we might have a whole episode on that at some point later on. Or they're there to say, or they're either brought up in that academic way, or they're brought up in this like conspiratorial, like man, yeah, God's truth. Well, it brings up the fact that your biggest challenge to faith shouldn't be the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you got to realize that. But if it <laughs> so, is, no, what I'm do serious. you do? <laughs> because if you're brought up thinking the Bible is like some just appeared as it is. With no outside influences. Like, uh, one of the critiques I heard from a guy that I grew up right next to, and he was also reading the Bible, he goes, I never knew who he was talking to. Like, I didn't know who the audience for these these books were. So I'd read Paul like it was directly to me, and it's like, I, I'm not Corinth. I don't have <laughs> challenges as like a trade city. I'm not having sex with my stepmother. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. People like that like controversy and conspiracy. Yeah. Right? And if it's their willingness to believe whatever comes across their path, that's a stumbling block for them. I you think. Just hang on. Double hang on, down d- on the truth. Really. Okay. I, I, I think we... the core to that problem is specifically today why we see so much of this mm-hmm. is because um, there was a big belief. There was a culturally in the West, it it was big to follow the leaders, the experts. Mm-hmm the institutions at hand and in america specifically or in canada or whatever mm-hmm. there was a people had faith in their governments people had faith in the church people had faith in the, you're talking the 80s 90s yeah good no deal. like like yeah. 50s 60s okay it was and then you have a bunch of failures of the governments and the churches and the the science institutions yeah um and all come out at the same time and you just people lost faith was that faith placed in them appropriately? I don't know. But 
people lost faith in the institutions. People mm-hmm. lost faith in experts. And now with the internet, you realize that doctors aren't united on anything. Scientists aren't united on anything. Yeah. Politicians aren't united on anything. Mm. Humanity's not united on anything. And you look at the Bible and you go, oh, it's just the same thing. If you're engulfed in that world. Mm-hmm. But if you're a Christian like us who studies the word of God, you have the a faith instituted by scripture, by its unison, mm-hmm. presented here, that the spirit is what holds it together. Yeah. Well, and the spirit, like it did throughout the Old Testament, it it acts through means in the world and so it acts through people and so when you have the book that slowly forms over hundreds of years yes it slowly forms over hundreds of years and yes there's fractures going on and that's because god is using broken vessels mm-hmm. sure i think that's definitely a a big part of the idea the idea of that we have more faith in our institutions than the average person does in like their political institutions i i think my the, the point i was trying to make was that it's not our, our faith in the Bible is not based on man. It's based on the God that the Bible talks about. Sure. But, um, well, it's based that... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. My understanding is that our... We have an inherited faith, most people. Most mm-hmm. Christians have an inherited faith that, hey, the Holy Spirit guided his believers, his church, in which texts are inspired by God. Which ones mm-hmm. are actually authoritative? Which ones are from God to them? Mm-hmm. Well, to that original audience, but for them. Yeah. Um, and we believe that God actually not only can does do that, but He did do that, and He's still doing that. When you open up your Bible and He and you read His inspired Word and the Holy Spirit, as He says He would guide you into all truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a that's an inherited faith from Judaism that I think transfers over into Christianity um, that we kind of uh, subconsciously apply to the, most Christians subconsciously apply that to the Bible um, but I think that there's a lot more going on there especially because it's built in with theology and history and sure it's hard um, um, yeah but what you're saying um, I was going to say also that well, I haven't, I've experienced people who use the more conspiratorial side of what you're talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to the gospel, like, oh, they're, they're hiding them or whatever. But I also see a lot of people just, they, yeah, they don't have, like what Josh was saying, they just don't have trust that the Bible is what their parents told them it was. So they want to find out what it actually is. And it comes down to the questions of biblical inerrancy, uh, authorship, and authority, authority, biblical authority, stuff like that. Yeah. And you see that a lot with liberal theologians but also just regular christians now well, a you lot have, you have some people that even go to bible school and yeah. they're expecting the clearest mathematical mm-hmm. foundation yeah mm-hmm. but that's um, that's why we're talking about like what answer do you give to these people yeah um and i think i think the at least and this might be just a reflection more of my personality so it sure. might not be totally mm-hmm. fair um be 100 percent academically um, um honest you know, right. talk about, hey, these are the themes, this is what this looks like, this builds off of Old Testament stuff. And when they present something that is, you know, insufficient, <laughs> like <laughs> most of the uh, fake Gospels, you bring up the academic arguments. I yeah. think that is just a reflection of my personality, but yeah. I, it, it's worked with my coworkers. Yeah, no, um, yeah. I, I think that, you 
like you're, what you're saying, even when it comes to convincing people that the Bible is true, or I say convincing people, when you're, when you're trying to explain why the Bible is the way that it is. Because um, it's an Aspen. <laughs> you can tell it is by the way it is. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, you might not be able to be like, uh, the people might be wanting to hear uh, a more emotional argument that resonates within them, but you should always be prepared with the logical argument. Yeah. That's why I think apologetics is important for most people to understand. Yeah. And th this is a good example of that. B biblical inerrancy, uh, the structure of the Bible, uh, who has the authority to say what is and isn't. These kinds of things are big. And, and one of the, the big ones is a lot of it is inherited. We have inherited a lot of the authority uh, well, idea. Yeah. A lot of our, even our theological beliefs, most of us haven't yeah. done legwork for, hey, yeah. why do I believe the Trinity? Is the Nicene Creed authoritative? <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> most of us have an inherited belief on Trinity, on biblical inerrancy, on yep. canonization, um, on actually church authority. Yeah. Um, we have inherited beliefs that are built on by previous people. And well, questioning those things aren't wrong. And here's the other thing is when you, if you take the historical argument, mm -hmm. before these the book was canonized. Mm -hmm. If we take your, just loop us back to talking about the good news, mm -hmm. right? We talked about how Jesus was talking about the good news and people were being saved before the good news had been written mm -hmm. and people were being saved and people were, the, the world was changing. Uh, the Roman empire was being affected. The peop the, the Eastern empires were being affected. The, the populations were rising up and changing and the religions of old in that, those areas were being wiped up. Uh, converted mm -hmm. um europe became this christian world um and it spread into the west a bunch of that was happening before the words were written down mm -hmm. so the ideas were there so whether or not the book of matthew was written like what do you do about the the weirdness of mark well the words that mark wrote down that that are written here were affecting the people before it was written down. Yeah. This was and it's a historically movement. seen. So not just like, oh, what do we do? It's well, it's like regardless of if the the book is here right now, the effect it had is real. And that can't be physically seen, but it the yeah. effects of it, the the historical look at it, the how other texts yeah. uh, talk about the effect mm -hmm. of the people the Christians had in that early world, yeah. mm -hmm. and well, so well, and then as and the gospels, the false gospels don't have that effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, as as those first generation Christians were dying out, these mm -hmm. documents were written down. Yeah, um, and well, that message existed before the penning of these four gospels. Um, there is something that's been encapsulated by the Spirit of God through yeah. divine inspiration yeah. in those gospels with their emphases. Yeah, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're going to look at each individual one. Yes, mm -hmm. and try to hey, what makes this unique? Mm -hmm. What are some problems with it? Because we should be aware of those problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, two thousand years since they, <laughs> since Jesus was alive, there's going to be some well, difference or variance in how they were penned later on. Well, there's there's going to be some shared. some leveled arguments against it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's it's important. Not only do we know the do we know the weaknesses, but we also know what hey, what specific perspective is this bringing? What is this emphasizing about, hey, this is the... So yeah. something happened, and it changed the Roman world. Mm -hmm. Something big happened. 
in backwater Judea with mm-hmm. their weird monotheistic god, and then revolutionized mm-hmm. modern known not modern well at that point <laughs> modern but society as as they knew it. Um, so hey, Jesus changed the world. How did he do it? What is the story? And these four stories are, hey, this is how this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's something important with, hey, let's go back to the story of how has the world changed? Yeah. And um, there's a good quote from uh, director David Lynch. His movies and his shows are really weird and they're wild and yep. people get confused and it's they're messy and it's weird and they don't make sense sometimes. And the reason... He said the reason he makes stuff like that, though it's still amazingly entertaining and you love watching it, he says it's because life is stranger than fiction. That's an old saying, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's uh, life is messy. The It isn't clean like hi- history presents. Like um, it's the way humans interact is messy. Mm-hmm. And so the way the gospels are going to be organized the way the word of god is going to be organized is going to be through that messiness mm-hmm. and so when you look back we shouldn't expect to see this like mm-hmm. homogenized perfect uh quote-unquote perfect like sanitized thing yeah well, it's not a text it's not a it's not a textbook yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah these are these are guys that have been persecuted yeah that are hey hey something amazing has yeah. happened I want to tell you the good news of how I'm Jesus is going to die tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. This is how this is how Jesus saves the world. Let me tell you the story. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this will change your life. And then the rest of the epistles are about, hey, this is how this changes your life. Yeah. But this mm. is the story that changes the world and you as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not expecting a textbook out of that kind of story. I'm expecting mm-hmm. him to tell me, "Hey, tell me the story of how that's so important." Well, especially when a lot of these people are being hunted down and killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like the government's just saying, hey, let's let's institutionalize this book, yeah. <laughs> like this letter. Mm-hmm. Let's make a thousand copies and let's spread it across and mm-hmm. through all the history. Like works. Constantine did, apparently at yeah. three hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's not a manifesto; it's a movement, right? Like that's the idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, yeah. Do you have a segment for us, there, Colton? I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Today's segment is Augustine or Osteen. I can keep saying Osteen because I know you hate it. Uh, <laughs> Olstein. I have to say with the L, right? Right, Joe? No There's no L. <laughs> There's an L, but it's silent. The L is silent. Much right. like he should be. Zing. Okay, so, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, he, then we couldn't play this game. Oh, yeah, we couldn't play You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, I have three quotes that were either said by St. Augustine of Hippo or by, I was going to say St. Austin, but that's not... <laughs> That's not very accurate. Not of hippo. Well, no. <laughs> he might Joel be a second-rate saint. Joel Austin. You're right. He, I would say third-rate. <laughs> He's a saint of the third kind. <laughs> but um, your guys' job, I'm going to say it, and your guys' job is to try to guess uh, who said it. Is it Augustine? Is it Austin? And so... Uh, Thank you for saying it properly. I, I'm going to say it properly unless okay. you keep saying Isn't it. Isn't it Augustine? Anyways, we can go on. Yeah. I actually think it's Octavian, but I, yeah. someone Saint, Saint out there Octavian, is going to get it yeah. somewhere. Anyway, here's the first cool. one. We'll see who gets the most points. Yeah. Okay. Fear and faith have something in common. Augustine. They both ask us to believe in something we cannot see. Oh. Never mind. You know what? I kind of like it. I don't care who it's from. I kind of like Augustine. the quote. 
Yeah. Fear and faith have something in common. Ooh, they wait, both wait, ask us on. to believe in something uh, we cannot see. It's very positive. I know Augustine goes on to this positive. whole thing of like fear and courage are a thing and faith and doubt are a thing, mm-hmm. which I think Joel and you guys have heard me talk about. And I know Augustine gets into that in Confessions. But I don't know you if better this not be quoting that Honestly. thing that's on every 7-Eleven t-shirt that says courage is not the absence of fear, it is just fear realized and acted. <laughs> well, it's similar and to it that. shows the picture of the truck going up the mountain. No, it, yeah. it, I'm going <laughs> to be honest, I haven't, read, I haven't read these books, I found them off the internet. The, so. the whole Fair. point is that uh, faith right. can only exist when doubt is present. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. I know he gets into that in Confessions. Yeah. I just don't know if the specific quote is from that. Session. I'm going to say Austin. I think that if I very brave follow this advice, I could possibly <laughs> live my best, <laughs> best life now. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> joke is so good, it's got to be said again. This is a continuous. It's thing. funny. It's yeah. Funny. Okay, so you, Caleb, Augustine. Yeah, I guess. Josh, Austin, Angel. Life keeps getting better. <laughs> Austin. I'm gonna say it's Austin. All right. Well, it was indeed Austin. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Caleb. Uh, yeah, that's right. Do you think Austin reads Augustine and he's like, "Oh, I could use that." <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know. I think that this this is mostly saying nothing. To be honest, it sounds really, really nice. Fear and faith have something in common. They both ask us to believe in something we cannot see. That's what does that well, mean? It, it depends on context. If you could see that in Augustine, if his context, because he says some wild stuff. Sure. And then in context, you're okay, like, you oh, okay. Point. You have a good point. Yeah. Um. I think by itself, it's not really saying much. It's like bird box. It's words. What? Welcome to word salad. Okay. With me, Caleb. Well. Since uh, Caleb got that wrong, and I wanted to emphasize that, uh, we're going to go on to number two. Nice. <laughs> okay. You are not defined by your past. You're prepared by it. You're stronger, more experienced, and you have greater confidence. Austin. Is Austin. This is too obvious. There's... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking he might I am also might be me. paraphrasing sometimes, so it's not like... Because if it has, like, thighs in it, obviously it's going to be not Joe Double. Austin. Double cross. Austin. <laughs> You never, you you never expect the a triple cross. You though. carry the four. Yeah. <laughs> you never expect you know the triple cross. If, if it's a triple cross, then you've gone too far. You're thinking yourself out of something. Okay, just for uh, <laughs> just for the same um, pattern, I have to say uh, Augustine. Okay, it's although I think it's I'm Austin. 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 Josh, yeah, both of you are still Austin. Yeah, yeah they're right. It is Austin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought we'd you get can't you win now. I know. I know. Well, yeah. unless he does the double of nothing. Unless, <laughs> okay. You guys think I might be uh, doubling down? I'm not. Uh, if they're all three Austin, okay. Yeah, but so if you bad. say if you say you're not doubling down, then you just gave up the answer. But anyways, continue. Maybe. What? Nothing. Continue. I don't know what that's. I will beat the game. Yeah, he's reading my mind now. <laughs> my mind's empty. Dude, I don't think I understand I, this. Dude, I'm reading you like a book. Whoa. Okay, your books are behind you. What are you talking about? <laughs> Biting commentary. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. But okay, here's a third one. Caleb, this is for all the Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Whoever gets this one right wins. Wins. Augustine. <laughs> Should we just walk in? in? I, I I tried Tell to be us what his. it is and then read the quote. Oh, we're, we're, going get, we're guessing now? Yeah, we go in blind. <laughs> no. no, just read the no, quote. No, that's unfair. Then you're just, reading my mind. Okay. Just read the quote. Difficulties are a setup for God to do something greater. Setbacks are a setup for God to move you towards your destiny. Oh, this is Austin, but I gotta say Augustine. <laughs> 
Wow, Caleb's the triple threat. <laughs> hey, if I was right, I'd be 3 0. Oh. I'm really? going to go Austin again. Do really? you want to swap up? Are you sure? No. I'm Why would gonna... I pick something so awful? Well, no, because I need to beat you. Well, then you switch your answer. Oh. <laughs> Dude, about? The, dude, it's the triple play. August, I'm the lose, third tier. Augustine is right. Then my life could be better. It could be. And I truly believe I'm living my best <laughs> life now. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. The joke is even funnier the it's third so time. Stupid. I'm sorry. Um, is it Austin? It is indeed Austin. You yeah. took out three. I did. Three I did. Why? The first because time. the last time you did this game, way back in the day, you did that all three. That was forever ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you did all ago. three. That's, that is true. I was just like, oh. I think they were Augustine. Well, then I'll yeah. change my yeah. answer to Augustine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh takes the win. Now I'm alone at the top. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone who uh, suffered through the last little bit. Hopefully, you learned a little bit about what's coming down the pipeline. Josh's Mark, Joel's commentary on <laughs> Matthew. On Matthew. Yeah. Uh, Colton's covering Luke. And then eventually, I'll be talking about John at some point. But uh, what are you going to say there, Josh? Oh, should we dress up as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for the <laughs> audio listeners? Absolutely. <laughs> Colton's going to wear a stethoscope. <laughs> I'll grab myself a lab coat. There you go. Do I actually have to boil myself so I have the scars oh, like yeah. John did? Okay, cool. I think you know, it's defensive be con- for me, though. <laughs> Well, oh, I Jewish see. Gospel. I don't feel comfortable. But you're saying he's, he's, he's also a tax collector. Oh, that'd be better, actually. I come as an yeah, Hold on. No, yeah, show up in show up in a, so much worse. Show up in a dark green suit. What? What? Like, like all the IRS people. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. I'll dress up as the IRS. Okay. Um, My name's hmm. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Levy. <laughs> what? Oh. Because, yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, thanks for making it this far. Um, yeah, we'll get, I guess we'll get you when Josh talks about Mark. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Um, I'm, I want to know what you think of the yeah. endings. Um, I love you all. Okay, can we get the sign off? Yeah. Can you just please end it? <laughs>